It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And Coming now, to you from your Diablo Community this Podcast. This is episode 336 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Season 25 Soon. It is December 3rd, 2021, and this is Jen. I'm going to start off with my week in gaming, which isn't necessarily a week, but I finally got around to putting up some videos on YouTube, so I did that this week, and they are for uh, Season 24 of Diablo 3. So one of them is just a really short video where my barbarian finally got the full set of the Immortal King set, which was the freebie set this season for barbarians, and went into the realm of putridness and the realm of regret on T4 and just annihilated both the bosses in such a short amount of time. It was really fun to do, honestly. It was super fun and it was kind of impressive. And so I put that one up. It's like six minutes. It's not very long. And then the other video, I decided to actually try to get an ethereal because so far this season I hadn't seen any at all whatsoever. And I was convinced that there were none in my game. You know, that's what I was thinking because I should have found one by this point. But no. So what I did was I looked at the guide on Maxroll that shows you a little bit more about Ethereals, and it said, among many other things, that the class that is most likely to get an Ethereal from starting with a level one character is the Demon Hunter. Now, I used to play a Demon Hunter, so I thought, okay, sure, I'll go do that, and I got an Ethereal. I got my first Ethereal. If you want to know which one it is, you can watch the video on uh, YouTube, on my Book of Gen YouTube channel or you can see it on the book of gen website it's the same video but i was really excited to finally get an ethereal and i spent several hours trying to get more but my demon hunter is now leveling up so i don't know if it's going to be as easy to get anymore but i'm going to try until season 24 is done and i'll let you know what happens to start off today, I've got some more news involving uh, Bobby Kotek, who needs to go. And this is from the NLPC website, National Legal and Policy Center. And their article is titled, NLPC Demands Coca-Cola Remove Besieged Gaming CEO from Its Board. And this is under... Uh, corporate integrity project and also featured news there's a very large photo of bobby kotek here at the top that you may want to scroll through if you're going to read this thing as you may know uh kotek is involved in the coca-cola board or in some way so here's a little bit from the article national legal and policy center a coca-cola shareholder is asking Coca-Cola chairman and CEO James Quincy to seek the removal of Bobby Kotek from the company's board. It actually says pictured above. They want to make sure you know who he is when you're reading this article. It's that dude right above all the words. Uh, Kotick is the CEO of Activision Blizzard Inc. and is embroiled in a sexual harassment scandal. In a letter to Quincy, that's uh, Coca-Cola chairman CEO James Quincy, on November 30th, Paul Chesser, the director of NLPC's Corporate Integrity Project, wrote 
Mr. Quincy, you have not hesitated to involve the company in controversial public policy issues, even when significant portions of our customers, shareholders, and business partners have disagreed with your views. For instance, you made misinformed and inflammatory allegations about the Georgia governor and legislature for passing the state's Election Integrity Act in 2021. You called the new law unacceptable. Sexual harassment in the workplace is unacceptable. There exists no constituency in favor of sexual harassment, except perhaps among corporate executives who cover for each other. So that's just a piece of it. And they've got more. It goes on for like most of a page, really. It's like the whole thing. I'll read you a little bit more of that. Uh, We write to request that you immediately seek the resignation of Robert A. Bobby Kotek from his directorship on the board of the Coca-Cola Company and that he be removed from consideration as a director candidate for reappointment at at the 2022 annual meeting of share owners. Should Mr. Kotek refuse to voluntarily leave his directorship, we request that you call a special meeting of the directors to remove him. National Legal and Policy Center promotes ethics in public life, sponsors the Corporate Integrity Project, and is a shareholder in the Coca-Cola Company. We are sponsoring a resolution for the 2022 annual share owners meeting to implement a policy to make the board chairman a separate role from the CEO. In recent months and even years, it has come to light that Mr. Kotek, as chief executive officer of Activision Blizzard, Inc., has led his company in a manner that calls into question his judgment, character, and transparency transparency with his company's board of directors and then it goes into some of the stuff we already know about bobby kotek knowing about uh gosh well basically it's pointing at the wall street journal article which i've mentioned before and you can get to if you have a wall street journal um subscription or there's um there's an archive somewhere it's if you can't find it look in the shattered soulstone notes from previous episodes and it'll be there there's links to everything that i talk about on the show in the show notes all the time So it's talking about that. It's mentioning the um, lawsuits from different uh, governmental officials, and it just kind of goes on from there. The journal's November article cites internal company sources, documents, communications, and interviews with former employees and those close to the company as the basis for its reporting. The newspaper reported, and then we know what they reported, so I'm just going to skip ahead on that. Influential groups of investors in Activision Blizzard have called for Mr. Kotek's resignation. The Wall Street Journal reported on November 22 that Mr. Kotek has told his told his senior managers at the company that he would consider leaving the company if the, quote, culture problems, end quote, aren't corrected, quote, with speed. Culture problems. What does Bobby Kotek think culture problems are in this instance? Could it be the time that uh, someone that worked for the company, some guy was uh, either sexually assaulting or sexually harassing one or more women in the company and was going to be thrown out, but Kotek decided to keep him. Is that, is that the culture problem that he got, you know, that one of his dudes got to stay? No, probably not. I mean, it's just, you know, it seems like a leader that would do that doesn't give a damn about how female employees are treated. I don't know what he thinks culture problems are. I really don't know. Um, <laughs> but I think they can. You know, the culture problems can be corrected with speed, as it says in this article, by getting rid of Bobby Kotek. 
So I'll read you another paragraph. Mr. Kotak's leadership at Activision Blizzard is clearly under siege and with good reason. At best, he has major problems at his own corporation that need his full attention. At worst, he is partially, if not fully, culpable for the working environment that had been established at first Activision, then Activision Blizzard during his 30-year tenure. In contrast, the Coca-Cola company in the recent past has boasted about how it enables and empowers women entrepreneurs and the company's quote equal opportunity and affirmative action policy end quote explicitly prohibits harassment intimidation retaliation threats and coercion on the basis of several factors including gender so some of this uh has been uh i read earlier because i pulled it from this large thing yeah that's pretty much all you need to know from that one so there's that and there's a comic that's pretty well known called Penny Arcade. I haven't looked at it in a while, but they have uh, they have a three-panel comic about getting rid of Bobby Kotek, which I'll put in the show notes if you want to take a look at it. All Things Azeroth, which of course is a you know World of Warcraft podcast, but they have a post up on Twitter from yesterday, and it's their question of the week. So the question of the week is, should Bobby Kotek resign as CEO of Activision Blizzard immediately? Why or why not? There's a hashtag, hashtag ATA asks. Tune in on Monday the 6th for our, new epi- for our next episode. And so if you have an opinion on that, you can answer that and your uh, tweet might make it into the show on Monday. Uh, switching to a different topic here, slightly. This person who's going by at Rebel Comic Nerd. And at Rebel Comic Nerd wrote this on Twitter. There is a special place in hell for game companies that create accessibility options in their game, but not within their workplace. And it happens more often than you think. And so there are people that are responding to this as people who are disabled in some way. Um, and, you know, this kind of stuff. And some of it's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a lot of people. The uh, Rebel Comic Nerd responds to a few people that are kind of, I don't know, I'm not really sure, but uh, mentions that there are many disabled and chronically ill people that work for ABK, that's Activision Blizzard King. Unfortunately, our needs are not often considered. And there's some ideas about how to make some changes with that. But yeah, and as someone with chronic illnesses that cannot be cured, and there's, there's no, mm, there's some medication for some of it, but most of it is not. And if I were working and anything that requires me to leave the house, basically, I wouldn't be able to keep up. I wouldn't be able to do things like that. But I can imagine, like, let's say you're a person with chronic illness or you're neurodiverse or you have um, autism, which would be part of neurodiverse. Well, you are autistic, I should say. That's the right way to say it. I'll correct that. But if you have some of these things going on or if you have a wheelchair and there's no ramps to get into your building or all this kind of stuff... It makes sense for a company that apparently is creating accessibility options inside their games, but not within the real world where their you know workers are that create these games and do other things for the company. In some cases, for very little money and under duress from coworkers, um, you know maybe you should rethink that and start working on accessibility options in real life. I mean that's something people don't really think about unless they're disabled or someone they love is disabled, but. It's, you know, that's something else that maybe ABK could work on. And then we have at Blizz Jess, who I've quoted into this podcast several times. She wrote a tweet on November 30th titled, My Resignation from Blizzard Entertainment. 
Now, she's one of the people that was influential in starting the walkout and things like that. It is It is my understanding. She's got a short little... Uh, post here about it. Uh, my commitment to my future. Hello, ABK. Unfortunately, this is a goodbye message. It's been a journey over the years, and I have made the decision to leave Blizzard by putting my well-being first. I've accepted an opportunity that is too good to pass up. I'll still be moving into a senior quality engineering role for a financial tech company and out of game development entirely. I regret that I couldn't meet my colleagues under better circumstances, but I take our shared vision for diversity, equity, inclusion, and workers' rights with me and value the work that we've done during my time here. For those of you thankful for my voice, I encourage you to find yours and use it. There are good people in the industry, and I believe with enough education and awareness, ABK can be a great place to be. There's lots of work to do still, and I am mentally wounded from this fight. It's been a long and exhausting road for change, but it isn't over. Don't forget what so many passionate developers worked hard towards and continue to work towards in my absence. Let your passion and the passion of those around you drive the spark that ignites meaningful change. I believe the good people in this company and can't wait to see where you all take it. Or believe in the good people in this company and can't wait to see where you all take it. Two at B Kotek, your inaction and refusal to take accountability is driving out great talent and the products will suffer until you are removed from your position as CEO. This may seem harsh, but you've had years to fix the culture and look at where the company currently stands. My last day is December 10th. So that's, she's leaving Blizzard over this. They're losing talent. It's true. Um, We have an article here from inverse.com titled this major Activision Blizzard resignation exposes a troubling new trend. A lack of significant action is causing the company to bleed to talent. And it mentions uh, Blizz Jess, Jessica Gonzalez. It mentions it's got her whole quote in there and uh, Jen O'Neill quit recently. So that's in there. There's a little portion of this from the article whoever wrote the article and it says from a developer's perspective there are very few reasons that one would want to continue to work for or apply to a company with such apparent issues even from the board's perspective losing so much talent is a bad look and as Gonzalez points out it will delay and worsen the quality of games like Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 now we've heard that both of those games are not coming in 2022 if I remember correctly so It's already affecting Blizzard. Get rid of Bobby. Maybe things will be better, you know? In response to uh, Blizz Jess's posting of uh, leaving Blizzard, uh, someone named Evil Toaster, who is a Twitch streamer, uh, says the entire games industry needs to get on Blizzard's case because Blizzard's execs are pushing talent out of the entire industry through their incompetence. It's hurting all of us and every game studio, not just Blizz devs. The entire industry is being held back by Bobby. And then there's an Axios article posted by uh, Valentine in real life and it's from it's just from Axios and it says quote she was the spark that started the explosion for organizing efforts so that's um you know talking about the walkout to switch gears a little bit we've got some stuff about Diablo 2 that the Diablo accounts posted and some of the the uh community managers posted there's a little video that was posted on November 30th and it's got I'm guessing maybe it's a barbarian, maybe it's a crusader. It's hard to tell from this little image. And there are a bunch of barrels around this character. And Diablo wrote barrel warning with two little explosion emojis on either side of those words. Kick with caution. And when you play it, he kicks it. 
and um, nothing happens. And then he kicks another one and like four barrels blow up around him. And I think if you played D2, you stop wanting to kick barrels very quickly because I know that happened to me. And I was like, oh no, those are dangerous. I'm just going to leave them be if I can. And it's just kind of funny to me that that's something they realized and posted. There's also a patch now for uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected. It's patch 2.3. It's now live as of yesterday. Uh, from the time I'm recording this on December 2. And I'm trying to find some links for that. I think I found them. Okay, so uh, Pez Radar, who is a community manager and a lead for Diablo and Diablo Immortal and some other stuff at Blizzard, uh, wrote, Diablo 2 Resurrected Patch 2.3 is now live on PC and shortly on all other platforms. So here's the PC patch notes. Um, that were posted uh, by the Huli, or well, I think the Twitter account for this person is the Huli, but it's Huli on the Blizzard forums, and if Huli is a community manager. So the patch notes are, um, a new patch is now available for Windows PC. There's some places if you want to share feedback or a bug report, that sort of thing. Gameplay, players now have a game difficulty scale available in the options menu for offline games, which provides the same function as the slash players debug command. Players can now enable force move, an option available in the control settings, which can allow the player to command their character to move to a specific location without targeting monsters. Players can now enable quick cast, an option available in game settings, which can allow the player to use abilities with hotkeys without having to select the skill in the UI. And players can now enable the active skill bindings bar. This additional bar is shown above the standard HUD Uh, represents the skills up to 16 players have mapped for their character. Here's some accessibility and graphical improvements since we were talking about accessibility in gaming recently. Here's what they are for PCs playing Diablo 2. Gameplay. A visual indicator has been added to show when a character's attack misses an opponent in PvP. Please reference the options menu to enable miss text. Uh, It's in quotes. Pets, summons, and mercenaries will now warp to a player's location if they, were, if they are far away from the player's character, and pathing has been improved for player summons. Chat and social, players can now use the tab key to cycle through all channels in-game and in-lobby. The text color for whispers now shows as a different color than the system messages. That's a really good idea. You don't want to have a whisper come through and not know it's a whisper and respond publicly or whatever, um, so that's a good change. And Battle.net, Battle.net Real ID Friends now shows the Real ID names on your friends list in-game. Now, some people had that set up early on when I think it was required like a while back, but I don't know if you can change it or not. If you don't want, you know, if it's just your friends you're playing with, then it's fine. But if they're adding people you don't know, that might be weird and you might want to see if you can change that in some way. If you play in groups. If you're playing solo, it doesn't matter. Lobby menu. A visual indicator has been added to represent PC lobby characters who are muted or ignored players. So if that one's already pissed you off and you don't want to hear from them anymore, it'll show you it's that guy. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That's what they're going to do. A visual indicator has been added to show character level and expansion type to PC lobby characters. For graphics... It says NVIDIA DLSS Deep Learning Super Sampling is now supported. And it tells you how to enable that if you've got one of those. Miscellaneous added proper error messaging in cases where the game couldn't retrieve online characters from the server. Deleting your character will no longer jump your character selector to the top of the list. Instead, your character selector will progress to the next sequential character. 
bug fixes. There's some art slash enemies in here. Fix an issue where NPC Talik, Korlik, and Modox VFX may not always play. Fix an issue that caused Hellswarm enemies to appear as white when they spawn for a short amount of time before changing to the correct color. Fix an issue preventing the Abyss Knight from receiving full color tinting on frozen or poison effects. Fix an issue preventing the Imp monster deaths from being correctly tinted to match the monster's color variant. Fix an issue preventing the Amazon's Valkyrie skill from showing as the correct color. Fix an issue preventing Preventing part of the Will-O-Wisps from receiving the correct color tinting. So that's just kind of like art stuff. There's more art stuff with the world. Fix an issue where the exploding cow could reappear unexploded. Which is kind of funny in my opinion. <laughs> Fixed issues were in certain areas where players could partially fall into the floor or float above the ground. Fixed issues where secret objects were incorrectly highlighting. Fixed issues where some assets could disappear incorrectly while on screen. Fixed issues where some assets on lower detail levels had distorted geometry. Adjusted red light intensity in Throne of Destruction. Fixed various texture issues and graphical bugs. Um, there's an issue they fixed with the Necromancer where the Dim Vision F... A VFX could stretch when teleporting. Fixed an issue where animation stutters could occur when continually casting Inferno or Arctic Blast. Fixed an issue affecting Assassin's Phoenix Strike VFX, which could remain on screen for other players after the charges had been used. Fixed an issue affecting the Necromancer's Fire Golem Death FVX appearing offset from the corpse. Fixed an issue with Wolf and Direwolf summoning FVX causing poly storming. And there's more stuff in here. There's stuff if you're, there's audio stuff. There's stuff if you've uh, got a crash or you got stuck. There's some online gameplay stuff. Quite a bit of stuff that they've changed. And player abilities and controller stuff. If you're using a controller, there's a lot of stuff in here that might uh, you might want to look at if you're playing with a controller on a PC. Uh, some stuff about mercenaries. Dead mercenaries will no longer appear in town. Well, that's an upgrade, you know? <laughs> I mean, why would you want that to happen? You can just, like, res them, you know, through... Um, what's her name? You know who I mean. One of those rogues. Yeah, there's... Uh, a lot of weird stuff. Fixed an issue where stunned grotesques were not targetable. Kind of want to be able to hit those things, I would think. And there's there's some more. There's a lot more. <laughs> there's stuff with chat and everything. So that's if you're playing on a PC. If you're playing on a console, there's other notes for you. And it's looks like it's about a similar length of notes. Um, so there's a new patch available for Xbox Series X or S. Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch system. It's got the difficulty scale I mentioned. It's got a lot of the other stuff that's in the other one. Yeah, it's got some fixes. Some are some of these fixes are specific to Nintendo Switch, so if you're playing on a Nintendo Switch, you might want to take a look at those to see how that affects you. But the rest of it looks pretty much the same. There's stuff with Xbox. If you're playing on Xbox, they fixed an issue where the game can occasionally get stuck on the creating game screen after saving and and exiting a previous game with the same character. Fixed a rare issue where players could become stuck on a loading screen when creating a game via the party finder. For PlayStation 5, Fixed a crash related to viewing friend activity history. Fixed a crash that would occur when saving and exiting from Haragoth. Fixed a rare crash when trading with Drognen. Nintendo Switch fixed a rare crash that occurred when swapping Amazon decoy equipment repeatedly in a multiplayer game. And then there's stuff with gameplay, uh, different things that seem to be similar to what's going on with the other stuff. Um... 
performance thing, stuff like that. So if, uh, if there's more, I guess. Um, they fixed an issue on the front end where character creation online slash offline button was not deactivating when player has the maximum of characters. That's a PlayStation 5 thing. PlayStation 4 fixed an issue where the controller ran out of battery on the title screen. It would show an incorrect error message. Fixed an issue where the reconnect controller error message window would not close when controller was reconnected. Added button hold instead of button press to skip a new cinematic. For the Nintendo Switch, fixed an issue where the initial splash screen animation could become frozen for a few seconds. So those are some good fixes. Uh, Big Daddy Den has a YouTube video called D2R Hammerden Paladin Build Guide. That was posted on November 29. If you're interested in playing that class in Diablo 2 Resurrected, you might want to check it out. And now we move on to Diablo 3. There's a blog post that came out today, December 3rd. Season 25, the Lord of Hell preview blog. So there'll probably be some more stuff. Um, it's going to start on December 10 at 5 p.m., PDT, CEST, and KST shortly after their next Diablo 3 update. And so here's the stuff you got. There's a new seasonal theme um, with these stones, right? So here's like the flavor text for this. Though the Black Soul Stone has been destroyed, lingering fragments of the Lords of Hell, once contained therein, still persist in sanctuary. These soul shards hold immense power, power that once belonged to the prime and lesser evils. Cunning Nephilim who find and wield these soul stones must exercise caution. Power can be alluring on the road to the burning hells, and the road to the burning hells is paved with good intentions. So it says, with the upcoming 25th anniversary of the Diablo franchise, we wanted players to delve into the darker side of the Nephilim's past. In season 25, players can embrace evil by infusing themselves with the essences of the Lords of Hell. Players will embark on their season journey to discover and upgrade demonic soul shards based on the seven Lords of Hell. By embodying a prime and lesser evil, players will inflict new forms of pain and suffering on the demons of Sanctuary. We can't wait for players to get their hands on soul shards to start unlocking their true power. Now, if you have no idea about Diablo lore, or forgot, um, or just don't care about it, the Nephilim, which is what your character is in Diablo 3, and possibly other games, but this is specifically Diablo 3, so I'll go with that one. They are descendants of the first groups that found and created, well, created Sanctuary, and so it was a group of renegade angels and a group of renegade demons, and they had babies, and these were the Nephilim, and they were really, really strong, and so um, some of them were destroyed... Uh, long story, but basically all these descendants of the Nephilim that survived, uh, like your character would be one of those, has both angel and demon within them. So this, uh, this new theme is playing up the evil side of the Nephilim, and it might be fun. So <laughs> that's kind of neat. There are cosmetic awards as usual. Um, these are redos. So beginning with season 17, they have been doing previous uh rewards for season 25 it's you can get the awards originally available from season 13 so um in addition to the helm and shoulder slots of the exclusive conqueror set portraits themed around imperious will be available those who enjoy collecting pets will also be pleased to see the return of blaine's bear it's a little white bear with like i don't know really long claws or or carrying glass shards of some kind and kind of covered with blood. It's not the one that's completely red. That's the that's the pet for this time. So if you didn't get them last time, 
can maybe get them this time. And they also have something new to aim for if you finish the entire season journey. And it is a portrait frame uh, called the Pain of Tristram Portrait, P-A-N-E, like window pane. And it's got Diablo's head at the bottom and this huge window with a skull at the top and some spikes coming out of it. And then there's also a pet it's the Dark Lordling pet, and it looks like Diablo, like spikes coming out of the back and all, and I'm going to really try to get that one. But I, honestly, I'll probably fail, but I'll try. Uh, the Season Journey Rewards. If you reach Conqueror, you get some extra stash tabs. So if you've got five stash tabs, uh, you that's all you get. If you Unless you bought the Necromancer pack, which gave you like a couple more. But... Um, if you don't have five stash tabs from this, you can unlock an additional one by doing the Conqueror tier. And this time it's going to be, these are the tasks for the Conqueror tier. Complete a Torment 12, 13, 10, 11, 13 Rift in under five minutes. Complete a Greater Rift 60 solo. Kill Greed on Torment 13. Kill Cydia and on Torment 13 in under 15 seconds. Reforge a legendary or set item. Augment an ancient item with a level 50 or greater legendary gem. Level 3 legendary gems to 55 or complete two conquests. So that's, uh, that's the options. Those are the conquests. That's, I guess... No, those are not the conquests. But if you do two of them, um, you could do that. Now, I'm not sure if that means you have to complete all of these tasks. Oh, wait. It says you can unlock an additional stash tab... Uh, by completing the following tasks. So you can still unlock an additional stash tab by completing the following tasks at the Conqueror tier. So I guess maybe it means all of them. The conquests are... Um, uh, gosh, there's a picture here. So yeah, I'll let you look those up because it's tiny little print. But you probably know what those are, so it's okay. Um, Hadric's Gift, this is what you get as the freebie set for whatever class you're going to play. So for the Barbarian, it's Might of the Earth. Crusader is Thorns of the Invoker. Demon Hunter is the Shadow's Mantle. Monk is the Monkey King's Garb. Necromancer is Grace of Anarius. Witch Doctor is Raiment of the Jade Harvester. And Wizard is Firebird's Finery. Some pretty good stuff in there to, to mess around with. I don't know if I'll play a Barbarian next season. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll stick with a Demon Hunter. Maybe I'll go back to playing a Necro. I don't know. I'll figure it out probably right before I start playing. Uh, okay, there's some there's some information here about what these soul shards do, and I'm not going to read all of it, but I'll read some of it. There's the sliver of terror. These are the pr part of the primeval soul shards. So the sliver of terror is um, based on. Let's see who this is exactly. It doesn't really say. You kind of have to guess. Like shard of hatred. You know who that is. Uh, Sliver of Terror, that's Diablo. Hatred is Mephisto. Fragment of Destruction is Bale. Lesser Evil Soul Shards. Dregs of Lies has got to be Andariel. Stain of Sin. Not sure who that one is. Remnant of Pain has got to be Duriel. Essence of Anguish. Who am I missing? There's a couple I'm missing here just off the top of my head. But anyway, you can see what they all do. And then there's some item stuff that they changed a bit and a few bug fixes. So that's what that's going to be. I think it's going to be fun. I'm hoping that it's easier to get the soul shards than it was to get an ethereal. Because I struggled with that. I really did. And I don't think I'm the only one. So maybe it'll be easier to mess around with those things. And I'm really excited to see like this like dark evil Nephilim and how it plays out. I think that's going to be fun. As always, when there's a new season that starts in Diablo 3, there is a new level with the cause, and Wolfcryer tends to run these. Um, and this time it is for Save the Children and Be a Life Force. They're supporting those, and if you want to help with that, there's a tweet that 
uh, Wolf Cryer has put out so that you can contact him and say, hey, I want to help. This is generally done by streaming and raising money that way. So if, if you want to do that, I'll put it in the show notes and you can check it out. Or you can look up Wolf Cryer on Twitter. It's Wolf Cryer WT. Max Roll posted the following in response to learning that uh, season 25 is coming up. They wrote, Diablo 3 season 25 will start next week on December 10th. During the course of the next few days, our team will be working hard to update Max Roll and all content, guides, tier lists, meta, for the new season with the incredible soul shards. And there's a fire emoji after that one. So that'll be good. And then there's this tweet from Diablo from uh, December 1st, and it was a poll. The question was, what does Tyriel do with gold earned from resurrecting mercenaries? And there's a little cross swords thing. So your options were nothing, gambles at all, buys justice, renovates the heavens. And the one that got the most was gambles at all. So people suspect that Tyriel has gone gambling. Where can you go gambling? You know, in uh, and if they're talking about D2, I don't know. If you're talking about... Well, I guess you could gamble with Geed in D2 or Kadala in D3. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they take like... Well, one takes gold. Anyway, it's just a silly little thing that people felt the need to respond to. And sometimes that's amusing. And uh, the Diablo account really has picked up the flavor of the character Diablo and responds to people as such. Like someone said, the heavens need a facelift, to be honest. And the Diablo account responded, they need more flames up there. And <laughs> just that kind of stuff. <laughs> so... That's all I have for today, and it's kind of a lot of stuff, you know. We've got D2 stuff going on with patches and stuff. We've got D3 stuff coming up. we still got a few days to, uh, from the time I record this to try to get more ethereals, which is something I'm going to try to do if I have time, and that's about it. So I'm going to close out the show so we can all go back to playing. You have been listening to episode 336 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game, clan, uh, in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, at least in Diablo 3, I'm not sure about the rest, are open to anyone who would like to join. If you also join on Discord, you can also join on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. Today I put into the Discord the uh, the notes about Season 25 starting up, so if you want to just grab it there, you can totally do that. And that's about all. Thank you for listening. <laughs>